Ah, are you launching that? Nah, nah, that's. So, tonight, it's my privilege to continue our collection of talks on what do you mean? What do you mean? And today's word is. Tithe. Can everyone say that? Tithe. What do you mean, tithe? So if you've been to church before, you may have heard, or you've ever spoken to Christians, they use this word, the tithe, or tithing. Has anyone heard that statement before? And so my aim is by the end of these next hour talking, jokes, we're not going to be here that long, but by the time I finish talking in about 15 minutes, my aim is that you would understand what this word tithe is. All right? So to start off with, tithe is a Hebrew word for tenth. Okay, so there you go. That's what it is. So now you know another language. So if you want to speak to Hebrew, you can say tithe and they'll know what you're talking about. But here's the thing, right? I think I've got five points. Point number one, for those that are taking notes, because I know that you love taking notes, is tithe is not a ranking. Tithe is a portion. I'm going to say that again. Tithe is not a ranking. Tithe is a portion. Shell, do you, you do sports, Correct. Yes? And so in sport, you often get rankings. So you have first, mm-hmm. second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. But a tithe is not a ranking, it's a portion. There's a difference between being tenth in the race, mm-hmm. being the tenth fastest swimmer in Australia, being the tenth strongest uh, human in the world. There's a difference between a portion and a ranking, and a tithe is a portion. And so, has anyone done cooking in this room? Yeah. We've done cooking. In cooking, you might use a spoon. There's teaspoons and there's tea, teaspoons and there's tablespoons. Right? Yes? Yep. And in cooking, there's also cups. Yeah. And there's different measurements, right? So, some measurements are half a cup, might be the full spoon, might be a quarter cup, uh, one third cup, right? Who knows what I'm talking about? When you're cooking, there's different sizes of cups. And that's what a tithe is like. A tithe is a portion. It's a, it's a size of the whole, right? And so then I think there'll be a, some pie charts up on the screen for us. So this is a tenth of the pie, right? So I don't know if you prefer pizza or if you prefer cake, but imagine that being your favourite pizza, that being your favourite cake, and we're dividing your cake, your pizza, into ten slices, right? One slice is a tithe, in a sense. One slice is a tenth Mm. of that desired, delicious meal of your choice, right? So that's what we're talking about tithe. We're talking about out of you're dividing the whole into 10 and one is a tithe, right? And but then what, so then when it comes to, well, in the Christian circle of tithing, what are we measuring? We're not talking about pizza and cake. We're talking about your increase, your financial increase. So when you, whenever you make money, you're increasing your financial portfolio. A tithe is 10%. Of that financial increase yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. So you sell a car, you make money, you can tithe on that increase. You get a job and you get paid, come on somebody. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Jesus. You can get an increase mm-hmm. from that. You're yeah. increasing your wealth and you can tithe yeah. on that increase. Point, and so uh, that's what a tithe is. It's 10% of your increase. Number two, 
Tithe is not charity. Can we say them with me? Tithe is not charity. Tithe is obedience. That's good. A tithe is not charity. A tithe is obedience. So a tithe is not charity. It's not philanthropy. I think that's how you say the word. It's not philanthropy, uh, which basically is a charity. It's not helping God out. A tithe isn't, I'm helping God out. God, I'm doing you a solid. Right? That's not a tithe. Psalms 50 verses 19 to 12 says this. But I do not need, this is God speaking. I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine. And I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you for all the world is mine and everything in it. So for our modern day languages, God is saying is all the money, all the wealth is mine. I don't need Bella to pay for me. I don't need Shell to pay for me. That's what God's saying. God's saying, I don't need your money. Um, it is already mine in the first place. So we've got to understand when we you tithe, you're not doing God a favour because it was already his in the first yeah, place. Right? And that's the understanding that we've got to get a hold of. So tithe is obedience. And tithing is a financial foundation. Yeah. Matthew 6, 21 says this. This is powerful. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So if you want to know where your heart is, look at where your money is. Where, if you want to go, if you look at your, your, your bank statement, it will tell you money's went here, money's went there. There's a good chance wherever that money's going shows you where your heart's desire really is. And so as we saw in Psalms, God doesn't need our money. And then what we read here in Matthew 6, 21, God wants my heart. God's not interested in my money. God's interested in my heart. That's why we tithe. We don't tithe and go, oh God, here you are. You're struggling a little bit financially. No, he made everything. He could make as much money he wants. He wants our heart. So we tithe and say, God, you know what? We're not giving this to you because you need my favour. We're giving this to you because we want you to have our heart. Because our treasure will determine where our heart is. And if our heart's with God, we will put our treasure into the things of God. Exactly. And so do you have money? This is a question you've got to ask yourself. Do you have money or does money have you? That's the biggest question. If you want to know where the treasure of your heart is, do you have money or does money have you? Another way of, of describing that is if you have money, you can determine what you do with it. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know what, money? I'm going to tie this. I'm going to yeah. give this to the kingdom of God because you can control it. Yeah. Or does money control you? Yeah. And you go, you know what? I'm going to make this decision and that decision because money is controlling you or do you let God control mm-hmm. you? Yeah. But if God has your heart, yeah. you can do with what you want. But if money has your heart, you won't be giving it to God. Ooh. Number three, tithe is not stingy. Tithe is worship. If you want to know what worship is, listen to the podcast from last week from Erica. Brilliant. But tithe is not stingy. Tithe is worship. So um, a tithe is not a sum of. The tithe is the best of. And so we can so easily think, oh, yeah, I'll give God God some money stingily. No, but God doesn't want the stingy. God wants the best. And it's it's got to do with your priority and the order in which you do things. Genesis 4, 2 to 5, there's two brothers. Anyone got a brother here? Yeah. I think most of us have a brother here. Yeah. She does. 
But me. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. I think I'm the only one that had a brother here. But, oh, yeah, in law, yes. So Genesis, we meet the first two brothers. Does anyone know who their names are? Cain, good. Shell's got it. Give her a prize. Right? Cain and Abel, the first two brothers, and they were giving offerings to God. Genesis 4, 6, uh, Genesis 4, 2 to 5 says, they grew up. That's good. We all, some, let me preach. Sometimes we just got to grow up in life. Well, that's another message for another day. Don't poke your sibling. Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. It, when it was time for the harvest, What's that a word for? Your increase. When the increase came, what we're talking about, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lands from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. Now, you've got to understand, you might think, well, maybe God just likes lamb more than he likes fruit salad. Could, you could draw that conclusion. No, the key is in the best yeah. and the sum. Cain just gave, you know what? He thought, oh, I'll help you out, God. Here you go. I'll give you some of my carrots. I'll give you some of my kale. But you know what? Abel said, I've got, I actually, God has my heart. Because yeah. Cain, he had himself at interest. He had these prophets at interest. And thought, you know what, God, I'll just give you some surplus, God. I'll give you some of the stuff that is a little bit bruised and a little bit yuck. Here, you take this. But, then, but Abel had the attitude, yeah. no, God deserves my best. And I'm yeah. going to give him the Great. first preference, the first choice. Yeah. And God accepted that offering because yeah. he gave his best. Because tithe isn't stingy, mm-hmm. it's worship. Right. And worship, when we come to worship, when it comes to worshiping God, whether it's musically or whatever it is, we don't come in and go, oh, God, you're good. And a stingy, you know, we give our best yeah. because God deserves it all. Yeah. We go, you know, God, we're not giving you some stingy like, woo, Jesus. No, we're going to go, woo, Jesus, because he deserves our best. Uh, agreement? I've got a picture coming up on the screen here. This is one of my all-time favorite memes. I don't know if you've ever gamed before, but I love this meme how it says, yo, let's play some games. All right, here's your controller. So you, get the, you keep yourself the good controller and you give your mate the most melted, mangled up control ever. I don't know if you've ever been in that position before where you went to game with someone and they give you the, like, what is this? Is that, yeah. the, the button doesn't work properly, right? Because we, by nature, we're selfish. By nature, we give ourselves a good deal yeah. and we go, you know what, you can use uh, the second hand thing. But that is a stingy attitude. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be giving God our half the buttons don't work controller. We want to be the one that goes, you know what, I'll keep this and I'll give God my best controller. Yeah. In, a, in a sense, yeah. I think that meme so perfectly illustrates the difference between being stingy or being worshipful mm. within our tithe and in any place of in which we worship. So worship is the first and the best. Mm. And so uh, sometimes we're going to have this attitude, I'll give, like a cane, I'll give to God, but first let me buy that new jumper. I'll give to God, but first let me go to the movies with my mates. I'll, I'll, I'll give to God, but first let me go to KFC and get the crusher. Oh, the crusher don't exist anymore. Uh, get me the freeze, right? Whatever it is. We can go, you know, I'll give to God. And then what happens? We do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. I've got no money left for God. Sorry, God. 
But that's why we give first yeah. and we give best as so we go, God, before we go to KFC, God, before we get that new white fox jumper, before we get whatever it is, we're going to put God yeah. first because yeah. he deserves my best and my first. Number four, we're coming to a close. Tithe is not a tax. Tithe is a test. Tithe is not a tax. Tithe is a test. I don't get, I don't have to tithe. I get to tithe. That's the biggest difference. I don't have to tithe. I get to tithe. Tithe is not a tax. It is a test that I get to do, not a have to do. Malachi 3, 9 to 10 says, You are under a curse for your whole nation has been Cheating, and some translations say robbing me. So this is God talking. He's saying, your whole nation is not going good. Your whole nation's got issue after issue because you are cheating, you're robbing me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it. Try it. Put me to the test. What an awesome promise. We're going to get a revelation of that and going, God is saying, if you trust me with the 10%, if you trust me with that little portion at the beginning, I'm going to pour out so much blessing on your life. You're not even going to be able to handle it. You're going to be having money coming in, money coming in, money coming in. Oh my God. It's going to be ridiculous because God can bless you that much. God wants to favour you that much. Yeah. And so when you tithe, it's not a have to, it's a get to. Mm-hmm. I get to invest into God and he wants to open up the windows of heaven over my life. Yeah. That is something awesome to me. And I love the fact that it says that bring all the tithes to the storehouse so there'll be room enough, in my, of, uh, food enough in my temple. And we can ask, well, what does that represent in our day and age? Your temple, the storehouse for you is your local church. Mm-hmm. That is a storehouse where your tithe belongs. So if you're thinking about, well, where do I bring this 10%? You bring that to your local church and that is where your tithe belongs. And I want, this is another quote I want you to remember. You never come second when you put God first. You got to understand that. You never come second when you put God first. You put God first with your tithe and he will open the windows of heaven for you. So much of uh, of a blessing, you won't even be able to contain it. Because you never come second when you put God first. And, that, and that's why it's a test. It's not a tax. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. And would you put God to the test? Last one, number five. Tithe is not a magic wand. Tithe is faith. Boom. Tithe is not a magic wand. Tithe is faith. Another way you could say this. Tithe is not blackmail. Tithing is faith. So I'm not sure if you understand what uh, the magic one thing is. You, is when you go like this. Well, God, I, I gave my 10%. Now give me the money. God, it's like, did he? No, it, it doesn't work like that. Some people, some people put themselves in a financial, made years after years after years of bad financial decisions. Then they go, I've tithed once and it didn't work. It's not a magic wand. It's a foundation that you build upon. But then the other thing is you... We can think of it as spiritual blackmail. Lord, I've tithed. Why aren't you blessing me? I've tithed. Why aren't I seeing my promotion? God, I've tithed. Why aren't you pouring your favour onto my life? But that's not why we tithe. It's not, it's not spiritual blackmail. It's a matter of 
faith. And this is what uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. (laughs) (laughs) 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Sight says 100% in my pocket is the best. Agreed? That's what sight says. But faith says 90% is better with God than 100% without him. And that's the the understanding that we have when we walk by faith, not by sight. But walking by sight says, why would you give 10% of your income plus to God? Because you've got to understand, tithing is just the floor, not the ceiling. Tithing is where we start. It's not where we stop. It's the the, uh, floor, not the ceiling. And so why in the natural, it makes no sense why you'd give to God. But we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what God is telling us, not by what looks normal. And there's a man named Charles Blondin. Has anyone heard of him? Charles Blondin. He was a guy that used to cross, has anyone heard of the Niagara Falls? It's a big stretch of water. And this guy called Charles Blondin used to cross the Niagara Falls on on a rope. He would used to walk a rope, a tightrope. He'd walk the tightrope and he'd do all sorts of crazy stunts. So he would like, from the, the stories I've heard, he'd cook eggs on the middle and he did all these things. And so he'd even get a wheelbarrow and tightrope across the Niagara Falls, right? And so then crowds would flock. Crowds would, just like with Jesus, the crowds would follow him. Crowds would come and follow the, the acts of this um, Charles Blondin. And one time, the crowds are watching and goes, who believes I could uh, carry a person in the wheelbarrow from one side to the other on the tightrope? And what's the crowd say? Yes. Yes. We believe you can. You can do it. So then he says, who's going to get in? And no one got in. But then his mother finally got in because she had the faith. Because it's one thing to believe it can happen, but do you believe it can happen for you? Yeah, and so Charles Blondin didn't even realise he was preaching in that illustration, but his mum didn't just know, like, believe he could, she trusted that he would. Yeah. And we've got to have that same attitude and desire when it comes to our relationship with God. Do we believe God can bless Chloe? Do we believe God can bless Pastor Claire as she ties? Or do we believe God can bless me? And I want to be the person that I don't just think God can bless someone else, but I want to put myself in God's wheelbarrow and go, you know what? I'm going to trust you with my tithes because I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And so tithing is getting into the wheelbarrow. Tithing is going, you know what? I'm not just going to believe it's a true principle in the word of God, but I'm going to make it my reality. And I want to, I want to share a testimony in closing of, of my life of tithing. Because it's, and how I went in the wheelbarrow. Now, I'm a little bit different to most people. As soon as I got off my first job, I, I didn't care about the money. I wanted to tithe. Because that, that's just a random thing about my uh, growing up in church. I want, to, I want to contribute. I want to be a part of investing into the kingdom of God. And God just gave me that revelation from a young man. So I got my job and I used to start 10% that I would uh, earn. I started saving up to be able to all like, like I'd 
put aside so I could sow into the kingdom of God. And so for year after year, I was sowing my, my tithes and offerings into the, into the kingdom of God. And then I got to the fork of the road in my life. And so I used to play bass at church. I used to love playing bass, but I didn't have a bass. I was driving a car, but I didn't have my own car. And so I had a bit of savings saved up and I had three options. Option one, buy a decent car and no bass. Option two, buy a decent bass or no car. Option three, buy a really bad car and a really bad bass, right? And what do I do? But you know what? We've read the scriptures today. When you bring your tithes into the storehouse, God will open up the windows of heaven for you that you cannot receive it. And so then I was, I was talking with an old retired pastor and he says, Josh, you've got your peas yet? Well, I'm like, yes. He goes, have you got a car? No. He goes, I'm going to give you my car. Now, he didn't give me a Ferrari, but it was a blessing in my life. And because he gave me his car, I was able to use that money that was, I didn't know what to do with to buy a base so I could glorify God in worship at church. And so God opened the windows of heaven over my life because I'd faithfully tithed that that miracle took place, that I had a good car and a good base because God released that miracle into my life. And I believe that for all of us, when we make that decision to go, I'm going to trust God, God, that as the quotes that we said, you never come second when you put God first. And and another testimony, right, when it comes to as a church, we've done the one priority offering recently, and that is an over and above our tithes offering that we get to invest into. And a few years ago, I made the biggest decision. Week in, week out, I was sacrificing money to do a one-time offering, that the biggest amount I've ever given in a one-time offering. And that same year I gave the offering, I got a, a uh, wage increase to the level of that money that I gave. Because mm-hmm. that's the God, that wasn't a happenstance, that wasn't a coincidence, yeah. that was God proving true yeah. to what the scripture says. And so I just want to pray for us as, as we finish that we can have those, you can have that testimony. Mm-hmm. That you can say, oh, I sowed into the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and I got a pay raise that matched that giving I got. That we would be the men and women of God, like the Charles um, uh, Blondin's mother, that goes, you know what? I'm not going to believe someone else can widen the wheelbarrow. Yeah. I'm putting myself in the wheelbarrow because I'm going to walk by faith and not yeah. by sight. Awesome. So why don't we close our eyes one last time. Lord, right now, we just thank you for the word of God. We thank you that it has the power to change our lives. Mm-hmm. And God, we just pray that tithing would be a found, uh our foundation that we build our finances on, that as we saw all those things, that those five points that we looked at today, God, that we wouldn't get caught up in the lies and distractions of what the enemy would want us to believe, but we would hold on to the truth of what real tithing is, that we would be a generation of young people that, that would buck the trends of this world that would say, you're crazy, that doesn't make any sense. But God, we understand it doesn't make sense because we're walking by faith and not by sight. Yeah. We're not walking by the natural. We're walking by the supernatural, by the spiritual realms. And Lord, just as you've uh, proven yourself, as I've put you to the test and you've opened the windows over, of heaven over my life, mm-hmm. I pray that as we, as a generation, would put you to the test, yeah. that we're going to see testimony after testimony of your faithfulness and your goodness in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Amen.